Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. I, in, you, in your mind, you got to trick yourself. You're like, I'm going to be better than that guy. Because that's where that confidence is. I mean, they, they say there's this one thing when you go to the plate. If, if you believe, if you lack confidence, you're already beat. Mm. you're already beat because i mean if you, you go up to the plate you're like all right well here we go or i'm gonna get out or you know like if you come up with that no chance you got no chance welcome to the shark effect i'm your host alex molden i'm a former nfl veteran and now i'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach in this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. So my next guest on the Shark Effect podcast is a good friend of mine. His name is Carson Kelly. So I've known Carson and his family for a little over 10 years. Um, I used to train him actually back in the day. But uh, Carson uh, is entering his fifth year uh, in the major leagues. He plays catcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he kind of opens up you know, about his story and how he got started and some of the successes and failures that he's had on his way to the top. He gives great insights on what it takes to stay at the top of, of your game. And so I want you to, to sit back and take a listen. Hopefully you got something you can take notes on because he drops absolute nuggets on what it takes. And I think we all can be able to benefit um, from what Carson has to say. So. Have a listen. All right, so Carson, tell me this, man. What? Why baseball? <laughs> why baseball? Why, why, why baseball? 
Oh, you know Pops. You know about Pops. He loves the game. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. No, man. It was, uh, you know, it was – we played everything growing up, basketball, football. I mean, played some hockey, a little all over the place. But um, baseball just kind of came natural. I mean, that was something that we really enjoyed doing. And, and at a young age, it, it was fun to just go out and play. A lot of my friends played baseball too. So that was always fun. And, um, you know, it – it actually worked out pretty good for me so far. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So, so what age? What age were you starting to kind of get out there? Uh, I would say probably five or six years old, you know, just kind of enjoying the game and, and being out there watching games, watching games on TV. Um, you know, just we grew up in Chicago. My, my, my dad grew up in Chicago as a Cubs fan, so we always watched the Cubs games. They weren't too good during that time, but um, – it was fun to watch those games, go sit in the bleachers. I mean, I think the coolest part was watching it on TV and then being able to go sit in the, in the stands and watch a game. Yeah, You're like, yeah. man, this was on TV and just be, that surreal kind of moment. That was, that was pretty cool. So, Did you, because you had like that, you know, being able to go and, and watch it, did you go and kind of, or emulate the, yeah, you know, the game bit. or the guys? Yeah. I mean, you see it on TV and you want to go out and do it. So you're out, you know, out in the yard practicing it, thinking about it, you know, how, what was the steps? How do I do this? And then you get to go see the stadium where it actually happened. And then, and then for me now getting to go to the stadium and actually being in the same spot of where it happened. Oh, wow. That's probably the coolest thing is just to think back on, man, that was, I did this or this guy did this. I got, this is where it happened right here. And I think that's mm. probably one of the coolest things that I get to do now that's, is to be able to see all that stuff. That's really cool. And it's like, I think with baseball along with basketball, it's something that you can, I mean, you can practice that like every day and yeah. football. I mean, I, I guess you can do that to a certain extent, you know, catching and throwing and all that, but I can't, I can't practice tackling every day. <laughs> I can't do that every day, you know? So I, I think, mean, who would you tackle? I mean, you're going to get one my, guy, have him stand out there? My little brother. I, not yeah. my little brother, my twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no, that's interesting. I've always wanted to know, like, man, I know baseball is, is something that that uh, you guys love. I mean, from your brother, Pops. And um, I wanted to kind of ask and, and see, like, man, what was the, uh, you know, what was that moment that just kind of clicked for you? Like, yeah, I can see myself doing that for a long time. What was that moment for I think, you? Oh man, it was probably in high school, uh, junior year. Uh, we were a good team at, at Westview High School. Um, we were a good team and I was getting a lot of recognition from, you know, Team USA played on that. Uh, awesome experience. Loved playing for um, Team USA. And then, you know, all the, uh, the scouting, uh, events going here going there you know when you get a lot of recognition like that you're like man like this is something that like we're we ain't messing around anymore this is this is some high-end stuff like we're getting you know get to see other players in different different areas of the of the country and with team USA get to play different players across the world um and it's funny because when I got into pro ball I actually played against some of the guys I played against when I was in high school that were in different countries like it, it all kind of came together and it, but for for me that that aha moment was probably in, in high school when it like that junior year senior year 
and you're like, oh, you might get drafted, you go to college, what do you do? And like at 17 years old, you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what, what to do, but um, luckily I, I was surrounded by people that loved me and, and that could help me guide me through this process. I really enjoy, I mean, I'm looking back on it now, probably the best, best thing that could ever happen to me. So, mm, and yes. that, that junior year, that junior year was huge. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, man, when you was on what team USA and you're with other guys from, like you said, across the country, man, how did that feel to be like, was it like a measuring stick? Were you looking at that dude, man, I'm, I'm bigger than that dude. Or man, he's pretty, he's pretty fast. I need to step up my game. Did you compare yourself or did I like, what type of confidence did you, did you get or maybe not get from that time? Yeah, I mean, we were – every time you – you like, man, oh, they were playing – we're playing Brazil. You're looking like, all right, who's the, who's the biggest guy in Brazil? Like, who's who's that guy? You know, we, who, we gotta, who do we got to be – like, not, like, afraid of, but, like, who do we got to, you know, put a little extra attention on? Um, you know, oh, and, it, and the cool thing is, like, you can hear through the grapevine, oh, this guy from, I don't know, Cuba's got – he throws 100. And you're like, what? Like – what? Like, I've never heard of that. And I'm 16 years old. Like what? Like this guy is incredible. Um, and then you get to see it out there and you're like, man, like this, this is what top line performers do. And, you know, a lot of it is, is God given, but they put in that work and, you know, you're representing a, your country and, and that's one that's, that's very special. But then it, it puts that like, Hey, we got to get going. We got to keep going and keep continuing to grow and develop because, you know, that's what I want to be at. That's where I want to go. Man, tell me about, like, when you made the decision, like, to go from, like, man, do I go to college or do I pursue my professional career? What, what went on with that decision? Who helped oh, you? Oh, man. And then what, you know, what thoughts, what was the foundation of that decision? So... I rely, I'm really close to my family. So my younger brother, my mom, my dad, um, I talked to a lot of guys that I had, I mean, I had talked to you probably about it too, yeah. um, going through. Um, but, you know, there was, I just had a huge support group. Um, and for me, the way I was raised is we analyze everything. All right, what are the pros and cons? You know, that simple T-chart here, here's a pro, here's a con. And you do it multiple times over the, over the course of time because other things might pop in might, might might not you know um so a lot of that i did that probably for about a week and a half two weeks like mm -hmm. when we started to get close to that time where you got to make a decision and you know it, it came down to you know I, th I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to go pro and it was a great organization with st louis uh, rich history of, of developing really good players um, and the ability to be able to do my degree online that the Cardinals would help pay for. Um, so I had the ability to do baseball, but also pursue my degree. And I was like, you know, what's, you know, what better can you ask for is be able to play, play, play a sport you love, but also get your education. Kind of like the best, I mean, both worlds, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you, you get paid to play, but also you get to do your degree. Yeah. So it's, 
yeah, it's a, it's a unique situation. Uh, you, I mean, you don't have to get your college degree, but I told my parents that if I were to go pro, then I would get my degree or go to college and get my degree there. I, no matter what happened, I was going to get my degree. Got so it. that, that was probably one of the biggest and best decisions I made. It sucked at the time because you're in the middle of nowhere on bus rides, trying to type up papers, but, um, graduating, I graduated, I think two years ago and you know, it was, it's the best feeling just knowing that I have that in my back pocket. Mm, that's great. So explain to me, you said that chart, that T chart mm-hmm. in terms of like making decisions. What does that look like? Break that down for me. So I go, you go to that T chart, you go pro on one side and con on the other. Okay. And you write down all the pros. So, you know, if it's a, if you're making a big decision, what, what are the benefits of me doing this or accepting this or trying this? What are the, what, what are the good things that could come out of it? And on the other side, you're like, okay, so what am I giving up? What, what am I, what am I, what, it, what if doing this? Is it going to make something else lack? Is there, um, you know, it, it's easier to do the pros for me. I always think on the positive, but gotcha. the cons, I mean, it's, it's definitely something. So, and usually you, I mean, you could tally them up by numbers, but a lot of it is, you know, it just allows me to get my thoughts out there. Uh, I'm a big journaler as well. Um, but that T chart, you'll see T charts all over just of me trying to figure out what's the best decision. Mm, that's great. That's a great tool. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So you're in the minors now. How is that? Is it, is it, I mean, cause when you kind of told me about it and I was confused and like the different A levels and to make it out to the big leagues, I thought you get drafted. Boom. <laughs> you, you're in the pros like basketball or, or, uh, or especially football, but no, there's different levels. Explain that. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a grind. So you, I think every organization is a little different, but there's probably five, five to seven levels you got to go through starting rookie ball, you know, short A, low A, high A, double A, triple A, big leagues. Like it's extensive. So it's not like you get drafted and like, all right, man, you're going to be on TV doing this, doing that. No, like you start at the bottom, like the bare bottom. And you're staying in hotels in the middle of small towns, places you've never probably heard of. You're, you're riding on buses for 16, 17 hours. You're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. <laughs> you're not getting paid very much. It, it sounds terrible, but it is probably one of the best systems to weed out the players that can't handle it. Mm. because it's such I mean we're talking the one percent of the one percent gets the big leagues there's 750 people in the big leagues in the world at one time so think about that and then there's yeah. thousands of minor leaguers thousands of college guys thousands of high school like the, there's numbers and it's this pyramid that just kind of goes and you got to try to find your way and stick to it I mean there's rough times in the minor leagues rough times but mm that drive and that passion you have for the game and just learning over the course of time, you know, gives you that little edge, that little edge to keep going, you know, man, I'm, 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 I've been terrible the last two weeks. 
but let's let's try and find a way to get better. Let's try and find a get. Let's get to the field early. Do a little bit more. You know, let's let's think back. Let's analyze what's going on a little bit. You know, maybe get your mind off. Go play golf. Go shoot the, shoot some hoops. Go the football round. You know, just get your mind off the game for a little bit. Just little tricks like that help you to stay in the moment, stay present, to try to get to that level. Gotcha. Now, is that is that the reason why you baseball players are so good in golf? Man, you guys, every baseball player I know, man, they are close to scratch or shooting in the 70s or low 80s. Well, you know, because it's it's relaxing. We think of it as relaxing. Gotcha. That's that's what we do. Everybody wants to go play golf. I mean, we go on the road all all the time. We try to, at least. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the escape for us to go out and play golf, hang out with the guys, you know, talk to smack here and there. (laughs) <laughs> got it um okay so so tell me man because you so playing playing in the minor leagues and then it was a certain point where there was a decision that had to be made and I remember you telling me about this when you had to to further your career was to switch positions right how was that so what position did you play first and then he was like you know what i think i can extend my career if i switch positions and do this other thing Talk yeah us so that. i was I, I came up as a third baseman so i got drafted as a third baseman um played two years you know i, w- I was solid i wasn't great wasn't bad and, you know just kind of in that middle range and the organization came to me and we and they were saying hey you know what's what do you think about being a catcher what do you think about that I'm like I did it growing up a little bit um that was another benefit of playing multiple positions in baseball growing up and not just being a pitcher or third baseman or a catcher outfielder whatever like play different things because moments like this which ultimately changed my career and my life was to switch positions Hmm. so that that transition was hard because I mean in the big leagues or in the minor leagues and, and, and in the big leagues, we play 140, 160 games a year. And when you're in high school or, or college, you're playing, you know, 70, 80 games. Like that's half, you know, you're doubling it up and you're playing every single day. So the whole uh, switching positions, you know, you got to get used to getting beat up as a catcher. Catchers get beat up all the time and just your knees and hips and back, neck, I mean, you you got I got a lot of issues. I can tell you that, but a lot of it is a mindset and just being able to take that beating because you know you're going to help your teammates and you know it's a it's such a vital position that it takes that guy, a guy who's willing to continue to grow and continue to learn and think, um, and that's what fit, that fit me and it helped me shoot through the system because I was able to take those building blocks and continue to build on them and continue. All right, I got this now. Let's focus on this. And, and that really helped me grow not only as a player, but as a person as well. And that kind of helped me skyrocket to the big leagues. Mm. So adapting, right. Adapting to that change. hundred <laughs> percent, man. That's all it is. Did you have like people in your corner that, that, man, that kind of sped up the process of you adapting, whether it's, a, you know, in your family or, you know, somebody you train with or, or on the team? Definitely. I, uh, so 
Mike Matheny, who was the manager of the Cardinals, the big league team at the time, he kind of took me under his wing along with Yair Molina, who's been there and he's the Hall of Famer for sure. Um, Jamie Pogue. I mean, there, the list goes on and on, but a lot of them are guys that, that care more about me than just the, this, the player, but they're willing to, you know, put themselves out there. Hey, how how you doing? When I was in minor leagues, I'd get checked. Uh, they would check up on me all the time. Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. How's it been? I, I talked to the, I talked to your manager. He's, he says you're doing well. He says, there's some things you can work on. What do you think that might be? And just those conversations of back and forth, um, you know, for hours on hours and just to think and process and, and just be in that moment allowed me to then practice it and then, you know, continue to grow and continue to develop. Like that's, that's what this game is all about too. And I feel like you just continue to learn. You never stop learning no matter what. And that's, I mean, that's where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm two years in the big leagues now and I still want to learn. I've still got stuff to figure out. Like it's, it's never going to stop. And that's, I feel like when you're at your best is when you're continuing to strive to, you know, to be great. Absolutely. That's what it's about, man. I've, you know, playing a different sport in football, man, it's just like every year you're working on something. Actually, it's, it comes down to like every practice. It's like, especially in training camp, the monotony of it, it gets tedious and it's boring. So it's like, man, okay, I need to focus on this little aspect in my game that I'm not quite there yet. And so right. I would just focus on that for that particular day. Mm-hmm. And that really, that really helped me. It helped me. So how long did that take? How long did it take you to figure that out? Man, it took me because, you know, the joy of it being in, in professional sports, playing a right. kid's game, getting paid a lot of money, man, that pushed me like about four years. And then mm-hmm. after four years, I was like, hold on. Training camp is not that exciting anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not that cool. It's not that cool. It's not yeah. that cool, man. It came to the point where I was like, oh, training camp. Oh, my goodness. Can we skip this? And so we can't skip it. And right. so I was like, okay, I, I need to find, I need to get more focus. And when I started to really like, okay, I'm going to focus on just this small piece of my game that can make me better. I'm going to focus on that. So right. instead of thinking like big picture, I would just break it down into small things. Yeah. That really helped me. Like really it, it, um, it sped up the process of, of me kind of maturing and, yeah. and it also sped up my, my IQ. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, okay. So you made the change and now, you know, now you're in the big leagues. Is it, is it everything that you like thought of thought it would be and now you're still you know kind of young in there but mm-hmm. from like starting off when you were 11 12 years old and then the journey that it's taken is it everything that you had hoped for or thought it would be is it less is it more oh man that's a that's a great question because Right when I got called up, I mean, I was starstruck, man. It was like, man, this is this is the coolest thing ever. Like, you're flying on the cool planes and you're getting the food, and you know, you're getting like, you're getting the nice hotels, you're getting all that cool stuff. I mean, the, the coolest thing I got my first hit 
um, in my first at bat and I, I hit a double, but when I got halfway to second base, it kind of just like everything, like a huge weight off my shoulders, like all the work that I put in from a young age to minor leagues, to, you know, change in positions to, to all the bad times, the good times, this is sucky. This is great. Like blah, blah, blah. all of that kind of just went, oh. like it was the coolest moment ever. And you know, I, I was I was stuck in that starstruck for some time, and mm. it it was great. But at the same time, it was it was it. I think it kind of hurt me a little bit. Um, it, I felt like the competition because it's so high that, and you know, when you're stuck in that, oh man, this is great. I'm facing this guy, and like you you think they're not human, and then being able to like. And that now, now I'm kind of like, oh, I get to face this guy, this guy, great player, and like have that relationship. But you watch these guys on TV, and you're like, man, like now I'm here. And that, you you got to compete too. Yeah. You know, you can't just sit there and go, that guy's cool, that guy's cool. You know, like you got to compete. Like you got to fight for your life here. Like, yeah. You know, man, so that, that was that. It took some time. It took some time. I'm sure you probably yeah. had some moments. Oh like yeah, that. I met my first time covering Jerry Rice. I was like, oh, my gosh. How you doing, Mr. Rice? <laughs> I wanted to shake his hand. I used to play video games, and he was the guy. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be Jerry. Yeah. Now I'm face-to-face -face with them. And it's like right. it, it took me, honestly, the first time, it took me a whole game. And I was like, man, I, what do I need to do? And I finally figured right. out the next time I faced him is I had to take the jersey number off of him. You know, yeah. like, like mentally, I had to, okay, Hey, that that isn't eighty on there. It's mm -hmm. I can't. He's just a regular player that's just happened to be really really good. And once I did yeah. that, and then I was like, okay, he's just another guy. He puts his pants on the same way as I, as me. Yeah. So that really that helped me. So I'm I'm curious to hear like what you now when you facing some of the, you know, some of the dudes as a pitcher. Yeah. What what do you do? What what type of mindset? Well, I, I, I dive into, you know, what they do. Okay. I take the, the person out of it and just try to f focus on, you know, what, what is his stuff? What does he do? What's he do well um, as a pitcher? Like, you know, what's his wind up? What's his release point? Where do I got to see that? Um, and, and it's nothing against the guy, like the guy, but that's how you have to focus on your task because that's what it is. And, you know, that confidence of it too. That's a big part because for me, there were times where I'd be facing a dude and I'd be like, man, this guy's better than me. Like I'd think about that. Like that was a conscious thought at times and it, and it, and it hurt me. I, I mean, it, it was not good. But then it was kind of a flip of the switch. It, it actually happened this last year when I hit my first homer, home run in the big leagues. I was like, man, you know, like huge weight off my shoulder. It, it took me know, two or three years to get one. But like, it was like, oh, you know, that there was like a confidence, like, you know what, I can play this. I can play this game at this high level. Like, I can do it. And then it started like clicking. All right, here's this, here's this, here's this. And you could just gain that momentum, gain that momentum. And man, it, it turned out to be a tremendous year for me. Um, you know, like, and I, I, and I do a lot of uh, sports psychology stuff. And I, I looked back on, at the end, at the end of the, this last season, I looked back at what I said I was going to do or think about goals wise at the beginning of the season. And I was like, I blew him out of the water. 
Oh, like wow. it was absolutely incredible. I'm like, man, that was awesome. And I think a lot of it too was just getting that confidence. Like, you know, you're good enough. You're here. There's, there's a reason you're here. Yeah. And belong, believing right? in that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I mean, you're a rookie. I'm sure you went through it too. It's like, man, you got to earn your stripes. Like you got to be in here and, you know, help this team. Don't be loud. Be focused. Got to do your stuff. Sit in your locker, you know, <laughs> keep it, keep, keep one eye open at that's all right. times. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, but that's, you know, it, and it's, it's hard to get over sometimes. Um, but again, that's, that was probably one of the biggest struggles for me when I first got called up is that starstruck and trying to do too much rather than just being myself. Mm, I love that because that, see, I, I really like that because that is the type of stuff that not just in your sport or in your career, what you're doing now, but also people need to understand like how important it is off the field, off the diamond, right? maintain man who you are and that's something that you know i talked about in my first in my first episode is like you know i didn't know who i was when i finished and i'm yeah trying to figure out i think i'm this person i'm thinking ah, that's not who i am so no yeah. that's great so so what i'm hearing is like man when you're facing those those guys pictures that you've grew up watching it's like man you gotta take you have to they're an object right kind of yeah they're 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 a person right they're doing their mm -hmm. thing they have some stuff they got some you know their pitches but mm -hmm. i can't worry about their past i can't worry about you know who what their name is it's like right. hey, they got they got this type of stuff i have to laser beam focus and they're just, they're trying to get me out they got to throw the ball over the plate like everybody else mm. you know they got to do that they got to throw the ball over the plate so you know, yep. they're going to compete. I got to match that. Okay. I, in, you, in your mind, you got to trick yourself. You're like, I'm going to be better than that guy. Because that's where that confidence is. I mean, they, they say there's this one thing when you go to the plate. If, if you believe, if you lack confidence, you're already beat. Mm. You're already beat. Because, I mean, if you, you go up to the plate, you're like, all right, well, here we go. Or I'm going to get out. Or, you know, like, if you come up with that, no chance. You got no chance. Wow. So that's... You, that's yeah. probably why I only played one year. <laughs> third well, grade. You didn't believe in yourself? Third on, grade, man. man. I used to swing at everything, dude. I played one year, <laughs> struck out. I was that kid. Walk. I used to try to look the part. I had wristbands on all the way up. Oh, all the way oh, up my yeah. arm. Oh, yeah. I go up to, there man. and three swings, you're out. And I'm crying to the dugout. Walking back and crying to the dugout. So, oh man, we, we we were all there at some point. Come on now. Oh, uh, well, we were all okay. there at some point. So, with that, what do you guys do as baseball players, man? Just, you guys, I mean, even if you bat three hundred, you're still failing seven out of ten times. Like, how is that, man? When when it's just like overcoming failure. What do you do? Oh, how? Man. What's the mentality? <laughs> Hey, I'm really good at failing. I can tell you that. I'm really good at it. Okay, so I hear you own it. Okay, you got to own it. You, yeah, you, you got to own it. Um, I, I think a lot of it, you know, you, you got to have a short-term memory. And, and that's a hard thing to do. And it's an it's, it, it's easy thing to say, but it's a hard thing to do. Mm. And for me, it is 
we get a lot of like mental cues. So when I get to the field, I do my, my routine, you know, you, you get, you, you fall in love with that process of your routine, trying to figure out what works for you. What do I like to eat before the game? You know, a little trial and error here, here or there. But for me, one of my main things, and this might sound weird, is when I take a shower at the end of the, end of the day, I'm taking my shower, I'm washing everything off. So whatever happened, it's gone. It's kind of a mental cue. So like that's, it's all gone. No matter what happens, say I had a great game, say I had a terrible game, whatever happens, it's all gone. Put your clothes on and you go home and you get to be, you know, I'm Carson, the person. You know, see, love my, love my fiance, my family, my friends, you know, and then that next day you go to sleep, you wake up new day. Here we go. You got to take it day by day. day but by day. for me, that wash off of stuff, like, you know what? It's off. It's done. Whatever like, happened, happened. See, I like that. That's something that anybody can apply. Bad day at work. Yeah. Bad day, you know, being a, being a, a, a dad, being a mom. Like, mm-hmm. man, I messed, I messed that up. Or even like, like you said, like the good stuff, you know, because yeah. you can't just live, live on where it's high or live where it's low. It has to be, you know, what would help me is like, man, in between, right. especially and, in and sports. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You got to, so you've probably heard this, the flow state, you're in flow. Yeah. You're kind of just going, you know, you're just going, there's no, no break in the chain. There's no nothing. It's just flow good or bad, whatever happens. But when you realize you're in flow state, so you're like, man, I, I, say you're on a hot streak. That's usually when you're in the flow state. You're, okay. you're doing well, you know, you're playing well. Say you're playing well for, you know, baseball, you go six, seven days of getting a hit every day. And, you know, you're helping the team making plays. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I've been playing pretty good lately. You have that thought. You can go two ways. You can buy into it and go, man, I am feeling good, you know, okay. or you can go, when is that going to turn? Because you know, it's going to turn at some point in baseball because you're going here and there. So when you think of it, when you put, when you think of it like, oh man, when's it going to turn? Or even the other way, that's usually when you start going down. Mm. So you take this flow thought and you go, man, it's been pretty good. All right, let's just keep doing the same thing. Gotcha. Like you just stay you try to stay because you ride the wave, you just ride the wave. That's all it is, man. Ride the wave, but you can't get too high and can't get too low. It's all just oh. as low as you can. Is that why you guys are so damn superstitious? You oh baseball? yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. What is your same socks, same draws, same nasty, dirty hat. Which which one is? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I would say for me, I think a lot of it is like the way you put your uniform on. Sometimes I'll mess it up. There was there was one time where I would actually put my pants on and then put my cup on all over the top of my pants, and then I have to take my cup off, take my pants off, put my cup back on, put my pants on. That was oh, how man, I was having a that, hot streak every time I did that. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, but that is how it is. How, how did went, you, dude. what made you even start that? 
You did on accident once? Or is it just Yeah, I was so locked in and you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna put like I'm ready to go. Oh crap, I forgot to put my cup on. All right, here it's like take it off, put it back on, like and then it started becoming a thing. Dude, I ain't messing up with that. Like, come on now. (laughs) I love it. You're you're getting two knocks a night for a week. I'll do that. Anything for that. Yeah. Oh man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh man. Um okay, so man, tell tell me me and my listeners, man, tell me a story about like, you know, with being in the big leagues and a teammate. A teammate that mm-hmm. either man wrapped his, his arms around you and you know kind of helped guide you, or on the flip side of that, it's like, oh the rookie, mm-hmm. you're terrible, you're gonna hurt us. Yeah. You know, t- tell me a story <laughs> about that. And you don't have oh, to, man. I mean, uh, you don't have to name names, but I'm yeah. interested to hear. No, there, there was, um, you know, one of the other catchers last year. Um, I'm gonna say his name because he's awesome, Alex Avila. He uh, he kind of took me under under the wing a little bit. So I just got traded from St. Louis. You know, trying to figure it all out. You know, am I gonna make the team? Am I not gonna make the team? What's what's where am I at? Um, it, it was a big trade. Um, and Alex, Alex has been in the year in, in the league for 10 years now at this time, or just under 10 years. So he's going to get his 10 year, uh, max pension and everything like that. He was going to get that 10 years of service, which is like ideal. Mm. And just throughout the whole course of the year. But it, it, the biggest thing is when I first got traded, I first got to Arizona, he called me right away and he goes, Hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. Just, just got into town, you know, trying to figure out where to live and stuff. He goes, drop everything. We're going, we're going to go to a cigar bar. He likes cigars and I do too. So Love it. went to a cigar bar and we literally sat there for three, four hours and just talked, talked about each other. How was, uh, talked about each other's lives, talked about, you know, he had been in Arizona for one year already. So I was like, Hey, ask him a bunch of questions about Arizona. And he, the one, one thing he said, he's like, Hey man, like you're going to lead this team and I'm going to do everything I can to push you and to be there good or bad. And I'm always going to be there for you. And this guy, I just met this guy, but like, he knows that that's that brotherhood of being in the big leagues and, you know, he wants to win a world series. So he's going to push me good or bad. You know, if I'm being a dingus, like he's going to slap me upside the head and go, hey, man, like, come on, we got to get our stuff together. Or like, hey, hey, Carson, I see you're having a rough time, but, you know, I'm here to, to help you. That was probably one of the biggest things of getting traded over here was to have that relationship with Al. And, you know, I, I think he's, he's with Minnesota now, but, you know, I talk to him a lot. And just to, just to get that camaraderie and, and having that guy to be there and go, you know what, like, Hey man, like it's, I know you're going through a tough time here, but you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. So that was, that was really cool. And that was early on, like when you got there. Yeah. Early early on, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, uh, you know, he saw something in me and, and I I think, you know, we, we learned from each other, which was awesome. Mm, That's great. I, I love to hear that, man. That's, that's really cool, man. It's like how, how impactful that could be on a younger guy. And I'm sure like, man, somebody most likely did that for him. Yeah. You know, 
it's that it's that circle of the game. Yeah, that's it's right. Circle of the game. Let's try to make this game better. And you know, hopefully, I get to the point where I'm you know ten, twelve years, whatever it may be, down the road, and there's this young guy coming up. Hey, man, yeah. like I want to be able to be there and help him. And you know, here's what you might you might encounter here. Here's here's how I handled it. Maybe it might help you. You know, mm-hmm. just things like that. And then he's gonna help me to get off my my butt and get going. Yeah, because he's going to have all the energy. So like that, it, it goes both ways. That's great. Okay, so this is the time uh, in my podcast where um, it's called the blitz period. So you being a baseball dude, you okay. probably don't know what this is. A blitz is, but uh, this is where I, I fire off a couple of questions at you, and you just hit me back with, you know, some insightful, quick answers. Cool. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right, cool. So what's the best advice you ever received? Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Got it. What would you tell, man, you're so young. What would you tell your 18, what would you tell your 18 year old self? <laughs> um, I would tell them that it's all worth it, man. It's all worth it. The grind of it, the good, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is, it's all worth it in the end because that is, it, it's, I mean, I still smile on the days that I, you know, get to play this game for a living. That's, it's something that's really, really special and it's all worth it. Mm. What is, what makes a good leader? Ooh, vulnerability. Mm. allowing uh, to to put them put themselves in your shoes and you know to to push when it needs to be pushed to back off when it needs to be needs to back off but I think the biggest thing that that I've learned is vulnerability just being yourself and um you know nobody wants to fit into a mold like we talked about earlier today so yeah when everybody's acting I mean when everybody is able to be themselves and collectively can come together hold each other accountable that is what makes a leader and that's what makes a good culture and a team. Love that. Love that. All right. What's, what's next? What's next for Carson Kelly? What's, what's, what's on tap and not just next what's year, on? but just like in the future, you know? Yeah. You have no, any, definitely. any things that you, you know, want to pursue outside of baseball? Um, you know, I, I'm really getting into, uh, I like reading. I read a lot. And, and that's something that I'm starting to, to, to write down more thoughts. And like I said earlier, I journals. So um, you know, I, eventually I'd love to like write a book or, or you know, do something along those lines and, and you know, share my thoughts and, and, and things that I've learned, things, people that I've met, things I've learned from them. Um, just to, just to kind of get my thoughts out there, but also, you know, somebody else might hear something that could help them in their lives. And, and you know, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, okay. So, so I talk about, I mean, the name of the podcast, right. It's called the shark effect. And it was, it's kind of based off when I had a shark put in my tank that, that motivated me and so much that I had the best year of my uh, pro career. Mm-hmm. Have you have you had that shark, that shark effect yet? Ooh, whether it's a person or even person. a thought. It, it, yeah, um, I think I think it goes back to that word, just being vulnerable, mm-hmm. vulnerability. 
um, you know, being in St. Louis and then getting traded over. And the first words out of our, our manager, our GM is like, dude, just be yourself, mm-hmm. be yourself. It's like, whoa, okay, then I'm going to be myself. I'm going to do what I do. And best year of my career by far. I love that, man. That's, that's so cool when you can, you know, when you can boil things down, I know for me, it really helps when I can simplify, you know, what are the keys to success? A lot of people like to put different names on it or glamour, you know, glamorify it or do whatever, mm-hmm. man. When you really boil it down, it's, it's be yourself, be who you are, which is, it's character, right? Mm-hmm. And character is like, man, who you, how you show up each and every day. How you exactly. show up each and every day. It's and then, huge, man. yeah, then, and then growth, growing, what you yeah. said, it's like, man, always trying to learn. So never uh, stop, man. Never stop. Well, man, that's great. Carson, man. Thank you so much. How can, how can my listeners, how can they, um, you know, can they follow you on, on social media? You have a website, you have a fan page. How do you, how do you famous guys? How do y'all about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh man i i'm on instagram and twitter those are probably my biggest two uh Karsh kelly 18 on instagram and then uh Karsh kelly on twitter okay cool yeah those are my two all right man well well thank you once again man for for taking a break in your training and kind of you know sharing your story man greatly appreciate it of course thanks for having me man Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally my book the ultimate playbook for high achievement you can get it on amazon in the uh paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition what whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be i have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership which is influence and you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making that can help you with influencing others and how are you influenced i have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, 
So make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.